welcome to episode 223 of CGM's Pixels and Ink podcast. And oh my god, we scared Cody back on. He's back. I'm back to all you ungrateful. I dragged him people. on, kicking and screaming <laughs> and said, no more neglecting of the podcast, Cody. <laughs> and Phil's yeah. back this week. Yay. We missed you last week, Phil. Thank you. Boy, I sure didn't feel like it when I got here. <laughs> I'm tired. I spent all day yesterday playing and reviewing I games. I know, I know. I'm just screwing with you. And People Cody's, don't realize that it's so Cody exhausting. was up till five. Yeah, I, I was up everyone's really burned too, out. Yeah. It's been a, a rough, rough week for rough. everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brendan's gone to Seattle. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brendan's left us for. I think he wants to start a grunge band. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I Something can see about that. Halo, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he would be like in a grunge band, but the kind of grunge band that refuses to play. Yeah. Yeah. Because music's dumb. Yeah, because music's dumb. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Do we have news, Cody? Uh, <laughs> yes. Cody's manning our sound this week. Yeah. He's multitasking. Um, and while I was doing that, I, I forgot to get. I guilted get you news. on this week, though. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Cody was like, "There's an accident, and I'm there stuck in dirt." I'm like, "So are you gonna make me do the sound for the podcast?" He's like. I'm coming in. <laughs> there were two accidents, mm-hmm. actually. And one I sounds <laughs> horrific. One of them, yeah, it was pretty bad, but pretty much, I don't don't think people care about no. Southern Ontario traffic, but I, um, it took me like two hours to get in here today. It did, but you came on, hey. and now you're on the podcast. I have a question. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with video games, comics, or anything. I just said Southern Ontario. Southern? Is mm-hmm. Southern wrong? Is it Southern? It's Southern. Yeah. It's Southern, but there's yeah. an O. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? English is stupid. <laughs> all right. Well, always has been, always will be. That's why you're a writer. They make it all up as they go along. <laughs> so, you uh, don't say fave hour it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but like, you don't change northern or eastern or western. Why is it southern that's different? Southern? Yeah. Because they're southerners, they're all backwards. But I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <Southern>. uh, Beyond <laughs> Good and Evil goes free on uh, Ubisoft Club. Ooh, yeah. Cool. To celebrate their, their, are they still celebrating their 30 years? Is yep. Yeah. Celebrating their 30 years and 30 year anniversary. Ubisoft's been around for 30 years. Yeah, I'm older than Ubisoft, bro. Whoa. Which makes me feel old. What was their, like, breakout game? Uh, I don't know. Ubisoft? Yeah. I don't know. Good question. <laughs> uh, was it, like, the sports, <laughs> the sports stuff? Did they do that first? No, no, no. It tweeted know, Guitar us. Hero? Well, <laughs> teach us, teach well, us like, some knowledge. I, I always just assumed like Guitar Ubisoft. Hero? That's <laughs> harmonics. I always just Wait a minute, isn't Rayman mm. Ubisoft? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. So but Rayman. That, that was that early was 90s. Years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah that, yeah, that is just 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah that's what so I'm saying. Was in the, what were they doing it in the 80s? It would have been the 80s. It must have been doing arcade stuff. Maybe they did like, I don't know. Oh, wait, let's have our listeners tweet at us and teach yeah. us some stuff. <laughs> knowledge us. Lay some knowledge on us. Did y'all... Um, Oh no, yeah. Apparently dumb game yeah, journalists. I mean, we're games journalists. We know everything. We're in the know. <laughs> That's crazy. I I never thought of Ubisoft as like old. This super rich lineage. Oh, <laughs> you just stopped at super rich. I'm like, I'm thinking yeah. the Vendy's taking no, them I, over. I noticed I'm super rich. <laughs> I notice I do that a lot. Like I, I stop partway through because I forget the word that I'm trying to think of. But it makes your storytelling just classic. <laughs> classic Cody. Did y'all see the Overwatch Halloween, Halloween terror update? That actually makes me, because I've been wanting to play Overwatch for quite some time now. Yeah. And haven't been able to because my um, my color scheme's a little off in my, my eye right now. Uh-huh. So I can't see the red outline necessarily to tell me that that's the bad guy. 
And uh, I just want to go and buy it, though, to play this Halloween. Because it only lasts till November 1st. Oh. Yeah, the whole... Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense, because it's the Halloween. Yeah, yeah it's when Halloween but ends. But <laughs> so I was like, oh, I really, really want to play right now. Okay, so I just looked it up. Yeah. And Ubisoft uh, was a French distributor of video games oh. until the early 90s. Oh, so and we were And then, right. after all the money they'd made off of that, they started doing stuff. So Rayman probably was, okay. if not their first big hit. Oh. One of. There we go. We were we were kind of right. See? We figured that out. Yeah. yeah. Look at Thanks, that. internet. Yeah. Man, sometimes I think about, like, what would we do without Google? I used to live before the time of Google. How did you? It was painful. Okay, I'm gonna like Libraries. share. I'm gonna share like a little bit of a story. Yeah. Uh, when I was just, in, or you'd remember things. When I was in, like I used to be able to remember phone numbers. You write stuff. <laughs> but that down, skill's right? long yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. When I was in college, uh, we had this assignment where we had to read a news story. Like every, we had teams, and each team had to get a different news story, mm-hmm. and uh, we had to answer questions based on the, the thing, and. I literally I didn't read the story. I was just like I looked for the keyword in the the mm-hmm. in the question and just command F mm-hmm. typed in that word <laughs> and like I just got everything. I'm like people would have to like scan it. Actually read it. do work and yeah, she was like yeah, and sometimes we'd have to go to the library and yeah. Read yeah, a I bunch s- of I still read entire articles I got out of that. I know that's crazy. <laughs> I know what is <laughs> no, I still do for like stuff that I'm interested in, I but re- like yeah. I remember the library. I had a library card. Having mm-hmm. cards yeah. not that hard. The yeah. library card. I actually had a I don't think people care about this. I had an incident with the library a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an incident? What yeah. kind of incident do you have in a library? Mm-hmm. Were you okay. loud? That's no, the only thing I no, can think no. of. So I uh, I've moved quite a bit this year, okay. um, like three times. Uh, so I haven't bothered updating my driver's license or my health card with my address. Yeah. So I really need to use the internet. And um, yeah, Cody's without internet. I'm, yeah, I'm currently without internet. Um, so I've been, I've been, I need to use the so internet. So then you know what it's like without Google. Why are you asking us? I, I've been he going way has. over on my. Oh, you still have your phone. Okay. Um, yeah. I had to use the internet and I had to use a printer. Um, so I went to the library and I couldn't use the printer without a library card. So I went to go and get a new library card because I moved out of Whippy and then I came back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, well, yeah, we just need uh, something with your current address. I was like, I don't. And they're like, well, then you're gonna have to go across the street. And I'm like, time is of the essence. <laughs> I had to return my Samsung Note 7 back <laughs> right, to- you were trying to print out the label, right? Yeah. <laughs> Before it exploded on you. <laughs> yeah, I went when I first moved into my uh, neighborhood, I'm in now, I went into the the local chapter of the Toronto Library, and I was like, yeah. hey, I want to get a card so I can use this place. And they were like, do you have pr- pr- the same deal? Do you have current proof provided? was like, no, I just moved. And they're like, okay, we can send you a postcard um, and then bring that in, and that'll work. I'll be like, perfect. Yeah, that's... Never sent me the card. Yeah. Never oh. sent it to me. That's so I just didn't join that library. And we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, we had a bit of a, uh, a wire issue. Um, technical difficulties, but we're... Mm. Now i got to share a mic with Phil. <laughs> you know, I think you sabotaged the wires because you wanted to share a mic with me, quite Shh. frankly. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like a third wheel here. <laughs> you should feel like the one in the comfort cruise zone, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come over and I want to come over and join you guys. It looks fun. Well, next week. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So that's a. I forgot what we were talking about because. Hey, so we're back. We have. Um, just a, a bunch of problems going on right now. Yeah, I'm not going to touch the mic again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Melanie's mic cut out. 
and then mine became staticky. Yeah, mine's fine. So I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Yeah, I feel like we messed with like the equilibrium, <laughs> and now everything's just. Anyway, we're back. Um, I don't remember what we were talking about because we spent like <laughs> we just cut out chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were doing news. Yeah, um, Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, oh, you were talking about that Halloween pack. Oh yeah. yeah, the Overwatch Halloween pack. Yeah, yeah. I want to play it. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Uh, Mass Effect. We have a review of that actually up right now. Oh, there you go. Online.com. Check it out. Shameless. That's what you are. Yeah, it's my <laughs> job to be shameless. Um, Mass Effect Andro- and Andromeda. And, and drum, Andromeda. Although I'm not a porn Andromeda. actress. Andromeda. That'd be a shameless job. <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, they're I was giving you time to figure out that word. That's what that yeah, was going. That was, yeah, they're uh, that the, the release date might have been leaked, so that's okay. fun. Cool. Um, Chelsea will be excited. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's a chance that it is March twenty first, twenty seventeen. Isn't spring? Is that April? It was uh, the publisher or Dark Horse in a listing for the game's art book. Really? Um, an Amazon. Does Dark Horse do Mass Effect comments or, uh, comics already? It's for the art book. Dark Horse, Dark Horse also um, published the uh, Hyrule Historia, so they 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 like to to just dabble in the video game life. Yeah, rub elbows with the the video game publishers. Uh, anyway, I guess uh, in the listing it uh, it notes that it's launching simultaneously with the game, and it gave cool. that cool. so a little bit of a mistake on Dark Horse's part, but that was Destructoid who pointed that out. So. I mean, we've got some writers that work there, so shout out. <laughs> um, looking for some other news. Some quality radio we got <laughs> going on here. Uh. No, I had one more piece. Did you? This is what happens when Cody has multiple tasks to do at once. This That's is why not very he neglected his podcast co-hosting <laughs> no i i stopped at the podcast co-hosting duties because clearly Pac-Man. you know what worried Pac-Man has his crap together <laughs> uh whatever um anyway playstation vr that's that's a thing that's out it is a thing and it, it is, is out a marvelous wonderment of things I'm, i mean i don't think sony plans to shut up like I know you're actually say. provide support past no, next sp- week but i am I'm really scared I mean. about that because I really, <laughs> really, really want one. Yeah. Um, but again, in Canada, for the bundle, it is $700. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to shell it $700 just to have it rotting on a shelf next year. That's because fair. Because Sony decided that they weren't going <laughs> to use it anymore. So I'd be very upset. Well, I mean, if you're going by history. <laughs> I am going by history. <laughs> Is not both. You're gonna well. be very upset. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they supported the PSP for quite a while, didn't they? Yeah, that's not a peripheral though. That's mm, like a system. Peripheral-ish. Did they yes. support it or did other people support I think it? They did. Really? And I mean they I recall most of my library consisted of not them. Of I'm pretty sure Exceed is the only people still supporting uh, the Vita at this point. Exceed, I think Sega does. Because the thing is with the Vita, um we don't get a lot here. No, we don't. Because Japan still gets cool. Yeah, Japan has a huge following. Like, even yeah. Square Enix, they they publish stuff on the Vita all the like, time. I don't necessarily care. Like, if Sony just makes the headset and then still lets the developers just make the games for it that aren't necessarily Sony first-person titles, yeah. it's fine as well, long as they keep getting games. Yeah, no, I can see that. I want... Um, you remember how uh, when the Wii 
uh, kind of started to die out and PlayStation Move came in. Yeah, and, didn't and do then much that better. didn't do um, any but, better because it was the exact same thing the Wii was. But, but do you remember they like ported a bunch of the Wii games over? They should totally port House of the Dead Overkill onto PlayStation yeah, VR. they should. That would be the bomb. I mean, if you want something close to House of the as close as you're going to get, I think, right now to House of the Dead, Until Dawn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I knew you were going to talk about Until yeah. Dawn. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> so, addicting. we are going to take a quick break. Another break. This time not because <laughs> of technical difficulties. I mean, to <laughs> them, all they hear is just like a quick jump in the audio. So. <laughs> Uh, we knew what we happened. We knew what happened. We're going to take an actual intended break, though, uh, to thank our friends at Comic Bento. Shaq, do you have a need for comics and graphic novels? I do have a fixin'. Have well, a fixin'. what you need to do is go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps, and you can get $5 off a Comic Bento subscription. It goes right to your door. Yes! Five bu- Dude, five bucks? Five bucks. Five hey, guys, bucks. can five I get in on this action? Oh, yes, yeah. you can. Whoa! You know what you have to do? Go what to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMEG in all caps and get $5 off your Comic Bento subscription. Five whole dollars? Five whole dollars. Whoa! Comic Bento. Get it now. And we're back. Phil. Yay. You got some of that sweet, sweet movie news? I do. I do. Well, first off, uh, there was the Rogue One trailer. Did anyone watch that today or just me? That came out today? Just no, I, there was a I, new saw, one. I saw the like thing with Darth Vader coming out of the fog. Yeah, yeah. That was from it. So you saw okay. a GIF from the trailer. Yeah. So what did you think of that? It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I have no context to it, but it's kind of cool. It looked pretty good. I'm like, I'm, st- I'm looking forward to it, but it's just the same. I felt, I don't know. It's odd. I mean, I get, I, I just don't get the same uh, tanglies I get over Force Awakens. I mean, it makes sense well, because it's not. Yeah, it's not like a the first Star Wars movie in uh, a few decades anymore. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to get a weird to use. A quote from Star Wars. I'm starting to get a bad feeling about this. <laughs> um, it just looks so serious, and maybe that'll work in context. But I don't know. I mean, Gareth Edwards did manage to make a Godzilla movie with very little Godzilla and a lot of setup. <laughs> and I'm worried this is going to be a Star Wars movie with very little Star Wars well, in it, and a lot of like people talking about trade routes and rebellion. This is a really important part in the at least the the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cinematic Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, it, there's going to be that interest there. I yeah, I still think it's a good story. I'm sure it'll do well. I'm not concerned about the business aspect of it. I'm just more concerned about being good. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. it's. I think it'll. I think it'll be all right. I'm. I'm kind of excited so. for a Star Wars movie that's in the Star Wars universe and isn't following a Skywalker. Yeah. Um, because. Like the most interesting people in the Star Wars universe are those people walking around the back. Yeah, almost all of them have a better backstory than the entire trilogy, original trilogy. Um, I, do, I do not agree with that one bit. <laughs> I was I was being a little I was being a little hyperbolic there, but um, but you yeah, know no, I, mean. I know what you mean. It's an interesting universe, and we've never really been on the ground. Yeah. Um, and this does look like a fun sort of war rebellion thing, but I don't know what it is. It's like. There, like, like, there's bits of it where I'm like that bit with Darth Vader, but everything that I feel any sort of connection to is all nostalgia baiting. Yeah, it's all just because they're using the original well, that's, props. That's it's not like I'm Disney excited does. to see what the new story is. Now that being said, they've also been <laughs> incredibly vague with the story and everything. So, uh, in context, maybe it'll light up the night. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it didn't look bad. It looked good. It just didn't give me the tingles. Hey, <laughs> speaking of trailers, Cody. Yes. Do you know what trailer I'm going to ask you about? Power Rangers? Yeah. I saw it. What'd you think? It looked awesome. 
It looks awesome. Didn't it look better when it was Chronicle, though? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Or, like, or, or I mean, like the, tra- like, the trailer for Fantastic Four looked pretty good, too, I, and we know how that one turned out. Phil brought this up when you weren't here and was upset that you weren't here to rub your face oh. in it, and then... No, it was the trailer. It, it was it was another so, Power Rangers thing. It was when uh, it was Bill Hader was going to be the thing, yeah. Alpha 5. That would um, be cool. He's like, I wish Cody was here because he wanted to discuss. Well, I just want to talk about the trailer. I want to yeah. talk about why I think it looks so good, Cody. Um, I like that. Like Rita has like teleporty, like witchy powers. Right. That's kind of cool. Yeah. He's about to rip you apart, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you should just say, yeah. I like it because I like it. So shut up, Phil. <laughs> I just, it's it's a goddamn teaser trailer. Like. It <laughs> doesn't say anything about anything. So serious, though. Do we yeah. really need, like, a really serious Power no. Rangers movie? Is I mean, that what the world needs? It would no, be see, nice to just, like, embrace its over-the-top nature. But at the same time, I understand they're trying to do... Okay, this is going to be a really bad example. Mm-hmm. Um, what Transformers try to do right. and appeal oh, yeah, to... Yeah, I know it's a really <laughs> bad example, but I'm just saying. Uh, and, and, like, appeal to that audience that grew up. With know? Power Rangers, but mm. is now older and can't go back and watch it because it's just it's terrible. Do you know what mm-hmm. happened to the last movie that was cheesy in the '90s, and then they tried to make a sequel and it was super serious? It's called Independence Day Resurgent, and it mm-hmm. was awful. Yeah, even and I thought it was awful. I'm very yeah. forgiving. Elias really liked and, it. And the Ninja Turtles. Um, you really liked uh, the Independence Day sequel? No, Elias did. Oh, Elias! I oh, didn't. it was right. horrible. It was. Elias it was, was very. You know what's worse? What? Warcraft. But yeah. 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 it was, was really bad, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I look <laughs> I, forward to the next Power Rangers news story, Cody, I can't and wait I for can't it wait to, for you to be here. I, I'm actually excited for it to come Please, out. Please, Phil, like, if oh you have God. an advanced screen you can take someone take to, Yeah, take no, Kobe. I 100% will, of course. You're going to be like... Because um, I want to hear someone be, try to explain to me why it's good, because I can just tell, looking, Jesus. Like, I'm going to have to watch like a bunch of moody teens wandering around the shadows <laughs> being like, I think I got the Power Stones. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just... Don't I'm they just, have... I'm going to try to say what Triceratops about, and just see what happens. What, what I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to try it. <laughs> what about... I'm just going to try it. And the Zords are going to be all moody. They're going to have to take them to therapy before they can together. What about when they all like jumped across the canyon together? That was fun. Yeah, again, like I loved Chronicle. Loved it. <laughs> loved it. And if this was Chronicle 2, that'd be cool. It'd be fun to see Chronicle again. Um, but, ugh. All right. So next up, good news. Uh, so Bad Moms did very well in the summer. Actually, I wanted to see that. It I is actually kind of funny. So that means next year, Bad Dads. What the hell's Bad Moms? Bad Dads sounds like a stereotypical movie already. It just is going to, it's horrible. It's horrible. The fact that the Bad Moms worked was a miracle. Bad Dads. Not going to work? Come on now. What is at least do Bad Moms first. Mom, bad Moms 2 first. You know what I mean? The, the Maybe bad, bad Moms. It's exactly what it sounds like. Wait, Moms Behaving like... Badly with uh, Mila Kunis. Oh, oh, I remember that now. Yeah. Okay. It was actually pretty funny because it was a, a good cast and everything, but Bad Maybe Dads. Maybe I will watch oh, that God. tonight. Yeah, you should. It's cute. Um, next up, oh, this is exciting. So Guy Ritchie is going to direct a live-action Aladdin movie. Mm-hmm. Why, though? <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Because Disney's doing live action of yeah, everything. We've discussed okay. that. One, boo to the live yeah, action yeah. Aladdin movie. And yeah, yeah. why? I like Guy Ritchie, but why? I, I would assume because like, all the first like, choices said no. And so they eventually got the Guy Ritchie's name. Like Lockstock meets Aladdin? I have I mean, no Aladdin idea. Aladdin was fun. I have no idea. Why and, are they and, doing this and Jungle Book movie? wasn't bad. Jungle Book wasn't Jungle bad. Book wasn't but I just, Guy Ritchie seems like such an odd choice. Now that said, he's like, he, 
his most recent movies I actually quite like. The Man from Uncle was really fun, and the Sherlock Holmes movies were both a good time. It still doesn't sound what like if it's like a super like, oh, gritty, like horrible outlook? Because Aladdin's like a thief. What if it's like just like no, a it's really a Disney super movie. serious, They're not do and, like, a serious, dark and? It's a Disney movie, though. Yeah, there's no dark. That's how they get you, genie. Come on. I don't know. Actually, no, I, I watched Hope Jafar. Jafar is kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, I guess Jafar. Um, I'm more concerned about like the racial stereotyping. How are they going to pull that off? Eh. Um, is it racial stereotyping? If is isn't Aladdin like actually a Middle Eastern story though? Yeah, that's yes. what I mean. It's it like they're going to like Guy Ritchie is going <laughs> to have his finger on the pulse of how to do a sensitive. <laughs> Sorry about the Middle East. You know what I'm saying? He's I, I've seen uh, Snatch. I know how he treats <laughs> minorities. Love Snatch. Um, yeah, no, Snatch is fun as hell. But I'm just I'm, you know those aren't. It's not the most woke movie. Um, Perhaps uh, Disney will whitewash this version. That doesn't seem like the best choice. No, it's not a best choice. So that's why I think it ended up with Guy Ritchie. I think everyone was too scared to touch it, and that was him. Also, <laughs> Guy Ritchie's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> also, uh, Ang Lee turned down the chance to do live-action Mulan. But they are going to try and do... Which, come on. Mulan, really? Is Mulan really iconic? Actually, I really yes. like Mulan. Um, I mean, I thought Mulan was fun, but is it really that popular? With uh, my generation. Yeah? Yes, very much so. Really? Yeah. Like as much as Lion King or something like that? Uh, not as much as Lion that's King, what, that's but all it would I mean. be... It would be... Because you're still like, a decade like younger. I, there. Like, I agree with you that, like, Mulan... Like, I definitely... Mulan was, like, the last of the 2D ones that I yeah. saw, and I like Mulan. But it don't have like the I, same kind of well. I nostalgia. don't because I wasn't. Um, I was never super into Disney yeah. movies, so I I didn't watch that. But like I know Mulan was very uh, Mulan 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 Mulan. Uh, it was very. Um, it it is very. It's looked upon very well because uh, it's one of the first that had like a female protagonist that was like and hang yeah, with the big boys princess. wasn't for yeah. sure. But yeah, it has all that symbolic stuff. But it's not like like people don't. She wasn't a princess, but she turned out to be. I know, but like people don't like sing the songs and stuff. You know, you don't go on Tumblr a lot, do you? No, I don't go on Tumblr. Very popular on Tumblr. Is she very popular on Tumblr? Okay, well that's probably. So are they doing live action Beauty and the Beast? Because that was one of their more iconic movies. Yeah, that's coming up. That's coming up in a couple weeks. Oh God, really? Yep. Oh, I'm scared. It's with Emma Watson. Um. So anyway, uh, Angley turned it down, but someone's gonna make a live action Mulan. They have to stop. Can't they just come up with new stories to tell? Oh, they're just waiting. They're making too much money. They gotta keep making that money. <laughs> All right. So really good news. Uh, the Emoji Movie's still happening. Um. And uh, James Corden is now a part of it. How? Highly appropriate. <laughs> How are they making an Emoji like Movie? To, well, that's the best part. I have the plot right here. I'm gonna read it to you guys. Oh God, no. So T.J. Miller plays G, who is a meh emoji <laughs> and uh he's supposed to act just equally mad like his parents but he has like enthusiasms and dreams are you, so are he doesn't you, get along with them no, this is real. are you effing kidding but, me like this is what they're doing but there's a strange hiccup in his wiring that's given a whole range of expressions but he shouldn't have various expressions because he's he's an emoji um so because of this the uh his home city of uh textopolis um it's it's becoming a problem that he has all these emotions so he meets up with his best pal uh, who's james Corden, who's a notorious uh and uh the notorious uh codebreaker emoji jailbreak and uh on their app venture uh they go through different applications on the user's phone and discover that there's a great danger affecting all the emojis so this sounds great i think this is really creative i'm and, about to uh, cry that this is the planet <laughs> we live on like the real thing 
It was really happening. Is there a poo emoji in the movie? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the poo, poo emojis emoji. like on the po- poo emojis on the poster. Remember, I wanted I to be. We were supposed to be voting to get the teeth removed from the poo yeah. emoji. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. we were going to, but people seem more concerned with worried Pac-Man than. Mm. Worried Pac-Man doesn't even have teeth, people. Yeah. Think about that. Do you want mm. a gumless, worried Pac-Man as your host, mm-hmm. or the poo emoji personified? <laughs> Are you the poo emoji personified? <laughs> I pointed at myself and put mm. my hands out for everyone. <laughs> can't see. Or me. <laughs> Who is neither one of you freaks? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And finally, um, Sigourney Weaver has signed on to be the unnamed villain of uh, The Defenders, the uh, Netflix crossover Ooh. show. Who do you think she'll be? After Iron Fist. I have no idea. I, didn't I was know. trying to think of iconic uh, female Marvel villains, and I was coming up blank. Black Cat. Black Cat? She's not a big enough threat for the entire Avengers, right? And she's got to be a no. little bit older. Trying to think the, oh, what was be a that one? Too, right? Yeah, what was that like? We're not well represented. It, what was <laughs> the comic book? No, what was the name of that character that was like a Spider-Man villainess who could cross dimensions? Oh, Madam Web. Madam Web, maybe Madam Web. She's very old though. She well, it's Sigourney Weaver. It's got to be she, an older lady. Oh yeah, she's a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, and I will say right now, I didn't enjoy. She's like cage. really old. Not yeah. Sigourney Weaver, Madam Web. No, 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 I agree, but this is Hollywood. Yeah, so really true. old's got to be like sixty. That's true. Yeah. Madam Web would be fun. Yeah, yeah let's hope it's Madam Web. Because it's got to be someone powerful enough that they need the whole gang, right? And that's the only old elder lady Marvel villain I can think of. Interesting. Yeah. They're like, they're going for, Marvel's really going for like the older uh, villains now, eh? With with Vulture. Yep. It seems that way. And they have Madam Web now because they got the Spider-Man gang. That's yeah. That's what I think of it as well. That'd but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I Yeah, I also don't, yeah. I'm like I didn't get very far into Nick Cage and Luke Cage rather. Nick Cage. I got I would all watch the Luke way Cage. into Nick Cage. I, mean, I, I would watch Nick Cage. Um, but, too deep for Nick Cage you know, now. Yeah, not a problem. Um, I watched the first episode and thought, yeah, this is not for me. It's just kind of yeah. It's just it just was no, a little dull. It's just yeah. it's thirteen hours is too long for a superhero story. They gotta stop. They boring. gotta stop doing that. I thought it was fine for Daredevil. And Jessica Jones was pretty good. Yeah, Jessica Jones was pretty good, but. They also used up all the good stuff from the Jessica yeah, Jones comic. They have fine. nothing left. They, they can never do, do another series. Because the there's nothing for Luke Cage. Because they're not like Luke Cage. Luke Cage is a, a cool character, but there aren't like iconic Luke Cage storylines. Yeah, but and they're certainly not for Iron Fist. So that's going to be rough. Wasn't it you that said that like that's what makes it more fun? So they have more like rain with the characters. That's out? what I thought. And then they just borrow. They just boring the hell out of it. That was apparently <laughs> their approach. Shaq really liked it. I, I was gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Jack felt represented. Mm-hmm. That's rough, Mel. That no, really haven't harsh. you like haven't you read most of the reviews? It is like um, I, my, my, Let's dig like, yourself out of like, this hole, Mel. No, like, did you read our review? <laughs> no. Yes, I read. Yeah, no, it's all about it's all about yeah. black empowerment, yeah. and that's great. But it's it's just also boring. Oh no, I thought it was super boring. Yeah. I thought. Like, I I, and it, I think it's just a matter of condensing. Thirteen hours is too long, and even on Daredevil, like. There are episodes that are unnecessary and things that are really drawn out. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. But, yeah. I mean, that's like any TV series, right? Yeah, that's the problem. Well, yeah. That's not good. I'm not supposed <laughs> to excuse that. If you go yeah. to a movie and... That's The Walking Dead. Yeah, if, if you go to a movie and the the last 30 minutes sucked, you're like, that was great, except for that last 30 minutes. But for some reason on a TV show, you're like, that was great, even though what you really meant is that first two episodes were great, the middle five were, I just, I don't even remember what happened, and the last ones were quite good, until the end when there was no ending. 
But that's what qualifies. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. Stop watching TV. We need a higher standard. We need a higher standard in entertainment. Because you know why? The Walking Dead makes tons of money, and most of that show is beyond boring. I started watching that new one with Kiefer Sutherland. There's yeah. a new show with Kiefer um, 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 Yeah. What's the, it had a weird concept hook to it. Yeah, he plays like the president of the United States. Oh, that already sounds boring. Um, well, no, it's cool because it was like um, the, the president and the vice president are assassinated. And he has oh, to right. uh, designated he, survivors. Was yeah, like a that's lot of people um, in the cabinet died. He was like a really low-level member. Yeah. And he's all of a sudden forced to be president. Yeah. That's a cool idea. It's actually pretty fun. I'd recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that episode where they just talk about like stuff that might happen for an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to so be my fun. favorite one. Um, okay, that's it for movie news. <laughs> all right, well, what did you, uh, you see this week? Um, I got two things I can talk about. Okay. Uh, the first thing is The Accountant. Which, as you may I have gathered from that. the title, is an action movie. Yeah, with, with, with ben, ben Affleck. Horribly, Affleck. horribly, horribly titled action movie. Um, it is appropriate, though. Ben Stop Affleck knocking does, on the table, sorry. please. It is appropriate, though. Ben Affleck does indeed play an accountant. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> plays a accountant uh, with autism. So he is uh, a math genius, but can't talk to people properly. And he's been hired by a robotics firm run by John Lithgow because a young accountant in the firm, played by Anna Kendrick, found something that looked fishy. So they bring him in to find out if there is indeed a problem. And at the same time, uh, people involved in that company are being killed by a contract killer, played by John Bernal, who I'll enjoy quite a bit. And at the same, and in addition to that, uh, J.K. Simmons plays a government agent who's trying to track down this person who's both a killer and possibly an accountant. So pff, who knows how all those stories are going to come together, you know what I mean? <laughs> and Now, um, obviously, that's a very silly premise. Um, I actually, I was actually quite into it for the first hour because it um, doesn't take itself. But that last half an hour, man, it sucks. No, we'll get there, yeah. Um, Because it has a, it has a, it had a really nice sense of humor to it. It didn't take itself too seriously. It was kind of poking fun at how absurd the plot was. And I got away with it. Uh, Ben Affleck, who I think is like a fine actor, not an extraordinary actor, but by virtue of the fact that he was playing an autistic character who can't emote, that really helped. <laughs> so he didn't, there were no, so he was actually quite, I think he, he was actually quite good. Um, and uh, Anna Kendrick is basically just playing like a really incredibly thankless uh, love interest role. But she is just so good at being like neurotically adorable that like it, it she is fun to watch even though she's got nothing to say. I don't know how she does it. And uh, <laughs> the two of them have a really good chemistry. J.K. Simmons is obviously good as a like darkly comedic foil. Uh, John Burnell, like I said, I love, and he was great as the killer. And yeah, no, everything was sort of swimming along, along quite nicely. And then just near the end, it when they explain how everything comes together, it gets really soap opera-y and really convoluted. And then by the time it's over, it's clearly like a pilot episode for what they're hoping will be a big franchise. <laughs> I don't care for that. <laughs> that's that's. T- I, I don't like how all that's, you know new major movies have to be set uh, have to have set up. Yeah, that was Warcraft. Yeah, no. you missed me ranting Man, about you're, Warcraft last you're night. Still that movie going was on about horrible. Warcraft. I already saw it. It was terrible. <laughs> I couldn't agree. More. I know you already saw it. I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know why you did that. You shouldn't have. Because I thought it would be pretty. I yeah. was really excited for um, the Accountant, though. It, it's you know what it's um like I said I I do think You'll watch it, it. Go, yeah I yeah. think it goes off the rails near the end and I and it and it 
bothers me that the the arrogance of thinking that there's going to be a new accountant franchise. But and just um, because Phil hates something doesn't mean you'll hate. Yeah, but no, but no. But what I was about to say is, I do think it was far better than I expected. As far as just like a generic action movie goes, it's quite good. I, I really appreciate the fact that there's a sense of humor to it. The cast is vastly overqualified for this sort of thing, so that goes a long way and really helps. And uh, yeah, it was. I think it's like kind of a stupid movie, but overall, it was totally watchable. Mm. And that's all that. Type of if you go to a movie called The Accountant with Ben Affleck holding machine gun on the poster, like you're not expecting high art, right? And I think it sort of does the kind of dumb dumb entertainment that you want out of it. And I had a good time. It's good. So watch it, Cody. Yeah. So I it's think I will. it's fine for what it is. It's totally fine. It's to, it's the definition of a fine film. It's I haven't fine. I haven't been to the theater since. God, what was the last movie I saw? I think it was. Goddamn Suicide Squad. Yeah, good time. That was a mistake. Scrub my, well, it was the second time I went to see it, too. Ugh, what Jesus, the heck? why would you do that? Okay, so, no, um, in... Cody's part of the problem. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, so there is, uh, if you drive about our... Is this a drive-thru? Ish. Yeah, drive-thru? Yeah. Drive-in? Drive in? Like, drive-thru drive theater. That would drive suck. <laughs> drive-in theater? Yeah. So uh, what was it on a double bill with? It was a triple bill. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, didn't you fall asleep during the last one? Yeah, it was like Pete's Dragon... Yeah, Suicide Squad. It was a weird combination. Something else. Just whatever I was playing. I guess Star Trek, was. maybe. No, it wasn't Star Trek. At the end I of summer remember. sausage party. Warcraft. No, it wasn't sausage. No, it wasn't those. I can't. No. I honestly can't remember Fair because enough. I fell asleep fell during asleep. the second one. Yeah, because the it was person Suicide I was Squad. with wanted. No, Suicide Squad was the last one. Right. That's the one that uh, the person wanted to see, and I was like, right. Yeah, I'll go see it again. It wasn't yeah. as bad as. You gave mm. the money twice. <laughs> I mean, wanted to see it. I was like, well, Yeah, sure, whatever. Who cares? And that's why they're making more of it. Pete's them. Dragon was pretty good. I like Pete's Dragon. I we showed up halfway through it. So. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I wish I did see it because I was um. So you basically just went to see Suicide Squad again. I fell asleep, so no, I paid money to sleep in a drive-in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so that was the last time I was at a theater. So I need to go see something. Good times. Yeah. The last time I went to a drive-in was about uh, it was just over a decade ago, and we got kicked out because. Well, A, we snuck in, and B, we didn't like the movie that was playing on the first screen, so we drove to the second screen, and that's how they caught us. Oh. So don't do that, kids. There you well, go. don't. I you guess don't sneak into drive-ins in general. Yeah, They're, that's a struggling business. You should go to. Uh, you should go to the one in. Uh, is, uh, I, we have people from around the world listening, but in Port Hope, mm. it's only like an hour and a half outside of yeah, here, and it's probably not playing Suicide Squad anymore, which goes a long way. Yeah. Um, and then the second one I was going to talk about is the new uh, Phantasm movie. Um, Ooh, I wanted to see that too. Are you guys Phantasm fans? I mean, I saw the trailer and it looked cool. <laughs> you haven't seen the other, because you know this is the <laughs> fifth Phantasm movie, Jesus right? Jesus Christ, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, that's why Holy they went sh- with the moniker Phantasm Ravager, Ravager, because they don't want people to realize it's the fifth one. But you should be checking out those other Phantasm movies. Yeah? They're good. Yeah. Mel, do you like Phantasm? You know what? I don't think I've actually ever watched any of the Phantasm movies. Isn't that <gasps> weird? Guys. Okay, so here we go. Um, so I'm yeah. not sure because I watched so many movies. Phantasm's the one with the silver ball that drives in your head and sucks your brain out. You'd remember that, Mel. Yeah, I, I assure you. One. Yeah. Okay, so there are five of them. The like I said, the first one's really good. So there's five movies about a silver ball that sucks your brain well, out? Well, no. It's it's more complicated than that. So okay. the first Phantasm was uh, came out in the late 70s, and it was one of it was really cheap, and it was one of those movies that uh, sort of bridged the gap between the like 
really gritty, dirty, grindhouse seventies horror movies, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing, and then like it was one of those movies like Evil Dead that was like and Halloween that was like a transition to the more fun fantasy based horror okay. of the eighties. And it was made by this guy, Don Castorelli. His um family paid for it, incredibly low budget. His friends acted at it and everything. And um it's it it like I, they're hard to describe plot wise because they operate on this nightmare dream logic. Because basically, there's this guy, the tall man, who's this evil like figure, possibly from hell, possibly from another dimension, possibly Slenderman. from another time. No one quite knows. He worked the original movie. He worked at a funeral home, and the kid saw him and knew something was up. And then it turned out, yeah, he's this evil figure who can cross dimensions in this land with these little like Jawa like midget monsters. Mm-hmm. And he has these floating orbs that will drill a hole in your head. It sounds really <coughs> familiar. It's iconic, Mel. Um, so the original one. What was the first one? Phantasm. No, no, when? 78. I've seen it when I was It's a 70s movie. So um, you may have seen one of the other ones too. Yeah, I might have been like super young, and yeah. that's why it didn't really There you go. Stick. So anyway, the first one's really, really good. And part one of the reasons it's really good is because. Because it has this kind of surrealist logic to it, and it also has a very off-kilter humor, um, there's this weird mix of it is genuinely funny, it is genuinely creepy, it is genuinely weird. It's also very cheap, and there's a lot of like incompetence and continuity errors, but they like add to the mystery in a weird way, and like there's bad acting that's part of the comedy, and so there's this weird kind of mashup of being like deliberately very creepy and fun and entertaining and then also accidentally kind of filling to those things too. It's great. Okay. So then 10 years later, they made Phantasm 2, which was actually a studio movie because that's when horror movies were all big. And that one they actually had some money for and it's got some great effects and it's kind of like an action movie almost. Okay. Same world, same general characters, like the guy's friends he still used. Then they made Phantasm 3, which was cheaper and had a little kid and a kung fu sidekick and it's just ridiculous. Why not? Uh, it's kind of like a Home Alone kung fu version. Um, and it's, it's the worst one, but it is hilarious in a campy <laughs> way. The fourth one was made ridiculously cheaply, but it did this really cool thing where he, um, took unused footage from the first movie to like, so he kind of reframed it. So it's because there's time travel involved in the tall man's power. So he sort of like changed the continuity in this cool way. And, um, basically these movies don't make a hell of a lot of sense. They're kind of deliberately designed to be confounding. Okay. But they're a lot of fun. So this new one, Ravenger, because they all kind of have a different genre element to it. This is kind of like a post-apocalyptic, like Mad Max type thing. <laughs> and it's the more the like most beloved character other than the Tall Man in the series is Reggie, who was the uh, ice cream uh, truck driver from the first movie. He was also a hippie that plays guitar, and he over the years has turned into like a ladies' man slash badass who shoots a triple shotgun. Ah. So it follows him. As and what he's, happens. Absolutely. And generally. he's wandering the barren desert because the tall man's done taken over Earth. And you sort of see him get set up in his standard Reggie way. And all of a sudden the orbs appear out of nowhere. And people start getting killed. There's blood everywhere. And then he wakes up and he's in a hospital. And his best friend, the kid from the first movie, who he thought had died last time, is sitting next to him on a bed. And he tells him that he's actually been in an insane, that he's in an insane asylum. He had a mental breakdown that he's made up all this stuff about the tall man, and there's actually this old man next to him in his in in uh, the, the bed next to him that is the actor that plays the tall man. So it's unclear if, like, this all was a delusion, because it could be, and then, so there's, like, several plot threads going on. A lot of, it's very weird, very strange, a lot of fun. This is the first time Don Castorelli didn't direct it himself. They hired, um, let me get this guy's name. 
because he I think it's Marty Hartman. It's one of his first films. See, David you always tell me you try to make spoiler-free reviews, but that sounded incredibly spoiler. Oh no, that was the first like ten minutes. That's the first ten minutes. Yeah, these movies are crazy, Mel. Um, so, yeah, no. So, wait, there's 10 minutes of... So, he wakes up in the Sandstorm in the first 10 minutes, and then there's a movie about not sure... Then it keeps going back and forth in different oh, realities and different areas. Like, these are very weird, very surreal movies, Mel. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, no, they're very cool. It's... Um, and, uh, yeah, so the guy's name is David Hartman, and I, at first I was concerned that Don Coscarelli wasn't directing because he'd done all of them, and he has a very distinct style. He also did Boba Hotep, and... Oh, um, God, I hate that movie. It's a great one. And, um... The uh, but uh, I didn't notice he wrote and produced it. The tone's clearly the same. I think he allowed this guy to direct because this guy's a sort of digital effects whiz, and they do a lot of really ambitious kind of apocalyptic imagery that they clearly did on a shoestring. But where the resources they have are impressive. It's silly. It's funny. It's weird. It's strange. And like any Phantasm sequel, by the time it's done, you feel like that could either be a definitive end of the series, or, or it may as well have not even happened because I don't because it makes very little sense. But they, as always, find. They do a really good job of every movie sort of explaining core mysteries of the Phantasm mythology while at the same time leaving everything wide open. And they do some cool things with this that sort of justify why all the previous movies are so different from each other in a way that kind of still ties them together. I found it fun. It's pretty well just for Phantasm fans. But you, if Phil. you're going to watch the fifth part of a series, watch you're going to be a fan anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if it's been around since like the late 70s, only five at um installments isn't bad yeah, considering like wrong turn got to six in mm-hmm. a very short period of time yeah well, it's because they're all like these movies were never hits except for the first one uh they're only made because don castorelli keeps wanting to make them himself oh well i mean gotta appreciate that oh no it's cool it's a very unique very strange thing and i really recommend it but like it's worth watching went over and if you don't like the first one it, there's no point in going on but if you do they just get weirder and weirder and weirder and this was fun and sadly this will be the last one because angler scrim who played the tall man passed away no. Um, this fall, so it was nice to see him get to do it one last time. It was good times. Thank you, Phil. You're welcome, Mel. Cody, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing a lot of things. Uh, well, you <laughs> have, like, we have 20 minutes left, so. All right, well, we will start with, did I ever talk about? You can't have the full 20 minutes, so let that be no. Oh, no, I, I am taking full advantage of it. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> if I, I have be, VR I to, to talk about. Fine. I hate to be a jerk, but Phil Brown's going to exit the podcast you now. You are a oh, Phil jerk. Phil Brown's going to exit the podcast. Yes. Bye, Phil. I apologize. <laughs> Bye, Phil. Have fun. You know Bye, I love Phil. to hear you guys talk about games, and I want to <laughs> hear about VR like, so badly. Especially until dawn. Oh, I know, yeah. but I'll just have to read your article on CGM.com. Yeah. CGMagOnline.com. He doesn't even know <laughs> the website he writes for after <laughs> it's because it's six it's years. Saved, it's saved in my bookmarks. I typed in CG, and, and also, correct me if I'm wrong, hasn't it changed like three or four times? changed twice yeah cgmagazine.ca and then now cgmagonline.com exactly well cgmagonline.com you should read mel's article it's great <laughs> and i'll see you guys next week we're gonna miss batman vr and until dawn vr i know it sucks it's the microphone shouldn't have broke That's no. not, <sighs> yeah that was frustrating do. bye phil oh. anyway. bye gang okay so um did i talk about trails of cold steel too no because you weren't here for the last two weeks because you were protesting worried pac-man well, because, I mean, I've been playing it for, like, a month, so... That's <laughs> true, I've been sure. playing it forever. Uh, this was probably one of the longest it's taken me to review a game because stuff just kept happening. Um, so, uh, I'll start with this one because it's the older of the two reviews. Um, so, I did The Legend of Heroes, Trials, Trails of Cold Steel 2. You've uh, been calling it Trials <laughs> for so long, so and this, it's not right. Yeah, no, it's Trails of Cold Steel. 
It's one letter. If you change it, it completely different meaning. The English language, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so Giles. this mm-hmm. takes place directly after the first one, which Jordan actually reviewed. Um, so our hero, uh, he's in like a mech suit and it crashes and he wakes up as every RPG does. It starts with boy waking up um, and there's this talking cat and yes, there is. Uh, kind of fills in the blanks about what happened. He fell from a very high thing. His mech suit kind of protected him. He's the last bit of power, so it's dead now. It's not dead. It's in like a sleep. cryogenic sleep state, sleep. I guess. Um, and yeah, so he does all that. Um, and he goes to, he like ends up back in his hometown and uh, they're on the brink of a war. And he has to try to find his friends from his military school that he was in last time and all that kind of stuff. It's fine. I, I liked it. it. I liked it a lot. Um, it took me a little while to kind of get into it, though. Yeah, I didn't like it a lot at first. And no. then something happened, everything clicked, and I was like, wow, okay. This is a great JRPG. Yeah. Um, in terms of combat, uh, it's simple, but it works. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, It mixes a bit of strategy with, um, with turn base, and a, it gives you just enough illusion of um, having, like, free flow mm-hmm. that it's uh, that's kind of fun that way uh so you can move your character around so he doesn't get surrounded um all that kind of stuff there's some weird stuff that happens though um there's as some like really uncomfortable uh really uncomfortable situations involving his sister and him <laughs> Cody's very uncomfortable with some of the anime situations that take place yeah well i mean like he's in a like one of those like hot sauna bath hot springs hot right? springs yeah and then his like sister comes in and is like, "Oh, I wanted to spend some time with you. It's been so long." And he's like, "This is not okay. We shouldn't do this." Like he actually pointed out. That's the weird thing. If they didn't they say anything, if they would have just left it, I would have been like, "Oh, you know, she's just, you know, they're they're just not, like they weren't naked. They're were in their bathing suits." So I mean, yeah, she's chilling in the hot tub. But the fact that he was like, "This isn't this isn't okay," it made me realize, "Oh, this isn't okay." <laughs> and she just wanted to wash his back for some reason. It's really weird. Um, Maybe that they spend time together in a tub as kids. I you know, guess. siblings bathe together all the time when they're little. So. Yeah, but they're not little anymore. Yeah, but maybe he's like fifteen. Nostalgic. I don't know how well. How old is she? I don't know. <laughs> I just know he's like fifteen. Anyway, uh, I liked it. It was fun. Aside from the incest. <laughs> yeah, um, it was ported from a PS3. I, I'm not sure if it was ported or if it was made for the PS3 as well. But you could tell that it wasn't um, designed for handheld. Yeah, it's it's. It's a PS3 um, original. Yeah, so like the pacing's a little off for what you'd expect from a handheld where, you, you know, short battles, uh, very quick plot points, stuff like that, so that you can play on the go. This was meant to sit down and, you know, yeah. play for a long time. The other game I played uh, <laughs> that just came out this week and we got a code for it, uh, which made me know there was something wrong if, like, we didn't get the code beforehand. You're giving them a look behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. Usually we, if we don't get games until the day of, we start to wonder if yeah. they're going to be any good. Yeah. And uh, that's what happened with both Mafia 2 and... 3. Uh, three sorry. Three. Mafia 3. And what I played, uh, which but was... you didn't this, review Mafia, did you? No. No, Elias uh, did, Elias right? did. And then what I, I was going to say, and what I played, WWE 2K17. Yeah. Which you love and hate at the same time. Yeah, it's a WWE games have like a weird place in my life where every year, um, if I buy it, 
because uh, I don't like buying yearly installments of games. Yeah. Uh, they take up the most amount of time, like in my like gaming yeah. catalog, just because I'm a big wrestling fan and whatever. You are. They're, you're, you're a wrestling I'm fan. actually, uh, I'm wearing a wrestling t-shirt right now for oh, Rey Mysterio. He's a like, very like famous him. luchador from Mexico. He wrestled in America for a bit in WWE. Anyway. Um, he, cool. anyway, uh, so yeah, um, the game is not polished and that's a big problem. There's a lot of, uh, weird glitches. Uh, like I'm going to mention this in my review. There's this one where I went to power slam a guy and my partner went, uh, there's a tag team match. My partner went to power slam him too. And they both. Like, we both, like, made the motion to do it without holding him and did it. And he was on the other side of the ring. And he went up in the air and fell. Like, he got power slammed. Stuff okay. like that. Uh, you know, hair going through body limbs. That, um, yeah, that stuff is weird. Didn't you said it got stuck at one Yeah, point? I got, uh, there was a, um, I was in the middle of a match. And uh, my, I went to charge my finisher. And there was just this weird motion where the person was on the ground rolling back and forth. And I was standing over him waiting to do my finisher and they're just stuck like that and I had to turn it off and turn it back on um so there is weird things like that they changed it a lot too so there's a new interface that I'm not a fan of um more lists instead of like visuals for things um but the roster seems smaller than normal uh but with that being said some of the guys that are in there uh, I'm kind of happy mm -hmm. like especially in terms of like legends um the, the the coolest part, uh, though, is they've taken out... Um, every year, they kind of have a weird uh, like storyline to follow based off like a wrestler or an era, anything like that. This time, they took that out and focused on the My Career mode, which is my favorite part of the games anyway, yeah. um, so that you fo have more of like a streamlined story to play where you start off in NXT, which is their developmental system, and work your way up into the main roster and all that stuff. And uh, it's really cool. You work on your promo abilities. That's a big thing. Uh, you can do promos now. Uh, you have to craft your promos based off of the crowd you're in. Um, so there's four different types of crowds you can have. You can have like a family-friendly crowd, hardcore crowd, respectful and disrespectful. Um, and you have to craft them accordingly. Like that's a neat mechanic. It's really think. cool, especially because they're really playing up your alignment. Yeah. Um, so you can be a heel or a face. Um, bad guy or good guy. Um, and uh, you have to make sure that you hit the right points. And when you're doing your promos, uh, sometimes you can call out other wrestlers, and then you have to you get into like a promo battle. And um, if That's you win, school. yeah, if you win, you get, uh, you know, the crowd um, will respond accordingly. Your popularity responds accordingly. Um, it's just better. And then you can also like you can generate like T-shirt sales, weird things like that. Like there's a lot to follow, and it's awesome. Uh, it's just those glitches are so bad that mm -hmm. like it's really hard to not mention it exactly and that's what you were saying earlier today yeah like, yeah I've, you I've, love it but you had it's hard I'm, like i'm gonna probably go home and play it some more tonight um with that being said i've developed a tolerance to that <laughs> um and on top of that uh the commentary team is still the same commentary team from last year and the year before that and it's kind of weird because one of the guys isn't doing commentary for them anymore yeah um, for like a year now and they use a lot of the same lines that I've been listening to for the past three years so it's stuff like that where it's just kind of lazy but at the same time I enjoyed it it's a it's the only wrestling game you can get so I mean if you really want to play it you're going to get it anyway and my opinion is not going to change it it's, yeah exactly I don't um, know if anyone's jumping into the series at this point if you are 
just be prepared. It's not a polished <laughs> game. Thank you, Cody. No problem. You're playing some VR stuff. Apparently. Yeah, I spent all day on Wednesday in VR land, which is kind of cool. <laughs> I got to play uh, Batman Arkham VR, which I actually also previewed. And I played Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, which I actually love both. <laughs> um, Batman, as a Batman fan, was just incredible because I got to be Batman and poke around as Batman. And I got to see like Wayne Manor and hang out in the Batcave and do investigating. And it's really cool and very, very beautiful. Did the you only get past the part that you couldn't last time? Yeah, the stupid <laughs> grapple hook because yeah. now the headset was, you know, geared properly toward me and there was no problems there <laughs> so that was good i got stuck in some other technical issues of my hands being like jumpy and disappearing and stuff and i think it's because i i learned today no one had told me this in advance that lighting can affect it um, oh, okay the vr tech and i was playing with my balcony blinds open oh behind me too so there's sunlight right, coming in so i think that's why it was being jumped because my roommate played as well and he had no technical issues whatsoever but he was only playing at night okay that and makes i sense. was playing in the middle because you day. need the you need the the playstation the camera the, and the move yeah. controllers so with my it. camera was pointed at me and the window behind me Ooh. Because I had only technical issues with Batman VR when I was standing. So I was standing for Batman VR and I thought, do I not have enough room or something? But I think that's the problem because then when I was playing um, Until Dawn Rush of Blood, I was sitting mm -hmm. and the, the, the couch would have been blocking any kind of light coming in from behind me for the move controllers and I had no problem. So now I'm starting to think, oh my God, this whole time it's <laughs> been a light issue. I could have enjoyed Batman even more so if I had just closed the stupid blinds. But so I didn't know any better for Until Dawn VR. Is that a new game? Yeah, it's okay. It's um, completely different than Until Dawn. Uh, did you play Until Dawn? I played you know, a bit. You yeah, kind of, you point and click kind of adventure. Yeah. Almost. Um, and this one is an on, literally an on rail shooter. You are sitting in Ooh, a minecart okay. slash roller coaster because it is a carnival theme. But if you played Until Dawn, you realize that the minecarts are also a big part of it. So I think it's supposed to be both. Because okay. you're also going through a mountain. And what it is, is it actually, you can play Rush of Blood without ever playing Until Dawn. And it actually doesn't spoil too much for you. Because you might get really confused about some of the things that are happening in it. Like, I feel like you can play it and you still have no idea what happened at the end of Until Dawn. Okay. But if you've played it Until Dawn, it's even more enjoyable because you understand what's happening in this game. That's fair. Okay. Because, I mean, there's a story, but... I mean, it's an on-rail shooter. It's as good as an on-rail shooter story gets. It's not really there. Like, there's no storyline to it. You're just kind of in the head of a of a psycho, and you go through their brain basically in a haunted minecart roller coaster fashion. Okay. So what you do is you sit in a minecart and you shoot stuff. So there's actually uh, in Niagara Falls, Canada, there is a kid-friendly like roller coaster. It's a flat track. I don't know if they call this their flat tracks. Are they still called roller coasters? I, There's no. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's a flat track roller coaster that goes through this haunted house, but again, kid friendly, so it's like bright and colorful and <laughs> stuff like that. But you get a little gun, okay. and you get to shoot targets as you go through the house. <laughs> and I love it. I would go on it all the time when we're there. And this is basically what it's until, <laughs> da like until dawn is, except until dawn is way creepier. So now I've actually become highly addicted to playing this stupid <laughs> game. 
it kind of sounds like um, Sega released a uh, a horror game for the Kinect. Oh, the one we had to kick and. Oh. But it didn't work because it was the um, Kinect and it was the worst. Rise of Nightmares. Yeah, I I played Rise of Nightmares briefly. Um, when you actually could kick open doors, you could kick forward and yeah. you'd swing open, and that was cool because I mean it, it, but it didn't work very well. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it was just a tech, but to also move forward in Rise of Nightmares, you had to lift your hand up like a stop sign, and that would be what moved you because you couldn't physically walk, right? At least this, like the cart, does all the moving obviously for you, which in a lot of VR games is that's how like. I think that's how most of it works. Like I've had to have a chance to play a lot of the VR I mean, games. I've done the the Vive, which is room scale VR, which you move. Yeah, I would um, love room scale VR, but PlayStation ain't got that. I I mean, I don't I don't think it would be a problem if you just use a controller. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like I know some of these games actually you can. So I assume because in I assume uh, Briggs Briggs you gotta use a controller for. Yeah. Well, um, because that's we had... like a competitive multiplayer online game yeah we had one of our um our interns because uh, like in batman you don't you don't move right to get from place to place you basically teleport so you yeah. look at your interactive point and you push a button because remember even though you're you have this headset on you're still there's still cords yeah and so you can't move all that much. One of our interns was, um, I believe she was using, yeah, she was using a controller for uh, our, Res. our Res. Yeah. yeah, she was using a controller for Res. So there are games you can still use a controller for, even including Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, but I'll be honest, I actually forgot that I could use a move controller <laughs> or a motion, or motion PS4 or whatever they're called, controller. And I just used the moves because that was way more fun the than same using thing. a controller. Because <laughs> the, the controller would be a joystick. And it's like just yeah, a, for an on-rail shooter, like there's something... Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it a lot. But I think when people, it's not, I wouldn't call it scary. Mm-hmm. I would call it creepy. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna scream. <laughs> I mean, there are jump scares, but I, actually I heard my roommate go, ah! <laughs> it's so but it's not like the creepy factor that you get with like, say, Silent Hill or something. It's not that kind of scare level. It's intense, but it's a lot of fun. It's like a fun intense. I don't even know how to describe it. A fun s- horror intense, spooky, macabre, okay. but not like not bone chilling. I've heard that the uh, Resident Evil kitchen is absolutely terrifying and made people cry. So I look forward to trying that one out. So that will be soon, hopefully, because I like that, VR. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm really interested because Resident Evil. While it's been like a horror franchise, it's never been scary. Well, the thing was, okay, so for a long time, I kept hearing about the kitchen, the kitchen, the VR kitchen. Yeah. I couldn't see any footage of it. I just saw people's reactions to it. And it was like people crying and all doing all that stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this kitchen thing? And then recently, I think it's recently that it's come out that it was, it's Resident Evil. Yeah. So they added the brand to it. And now I'm waiting for like the demo. No, I remember that. VR like, to come out. When uh, I've never heard of the kitchen up until E3. Um, and when we were at the uh, Sony conference, when they showed it off, uh, Leanna Kay was with us. And when on the trailer, when it popped up saying the kitchen, uh, she freaked out. Like she was like with uh, one of the writers and she was like shaking her, like, oh my God, you, have you seen the kitchen? You have to play the kitchen. I like, have heard it's absolutely <laughs> horrific. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't wait to try that. I know Elias is really excited too because he's also a horror buff. So the two of us are really excited <laughs> for that. And I'm going to do another horror game. I think it's uh, Here They Are tonight. 
Interesting. Which is also VR. But I I look forward to trying that. I Are you I, just gonna be like the the test subject for that I uh, want, PTSD yeah, idea that you I want really to do? I really wanna be the horror VR person. <laughs> I think I might have to fight Elias for it, but I think I could take him. So I feel like you have the power too. Yeah. <laughs> the authority. <laughs> so like I might go out and just buy a PSVR because I really, really enjoy it. I'm just really scared that they're not gonna support it much longer. Because I really want to try um Star Trek, like bridge. Oh yeah. I wanna stand on the bridge and give orders it sounds amazing all it needs now though the only thing that psvr i don't know if it actually has this ability or not because i haven't seen anything use it but there's i don't think it's like connected is there a microphone somewhere like can i bark orders in the yeah the ps move thing yeah in the ps move thing because yeah. they have i haven't seen any vr that or the camera sorry use it yet because i know that yeah, the, um, it's stupid that was like uh the dualshock 4 controllers have mics yeah well i mean as if, you learned um, in aliens that wasn't the controller that was the uh that was the the move the, the oh did you have the move yeah well not the move the uh the camera was oh, on top okay. that's that's what was picking me up that was fun <laughs> yeah i would like to um be able to stand on the bridge and you know engineering <laughs> <laughs> make it so or something like that it looks That'd like so much cool. fun could you imagine doing like a like an rts or something with that I would do vr and like like i'm excited to try almost everything that i've seen the um hatsumi miku <laughs> and you get to stand on stage. I was like, yeah, I've never played a Vocaloid game, but that looks like hella fun. Before we uh, before we leave, uh, I'm going to share everyone like a story from the office today. All right. Um, we had a Hitsumi Miku story uh, go up. Miku and Miki or Miku Miku, I love you or something like that. Yeah, but it was it was titled in our drive. Um, I'll I'll Miku I'll make you Miku Miku. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I looked over at Melanie and I said what is I'll make you Miku Miku. And she only heard I'll make you I'll make you Miku Miku. She was like, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Excuse me, Cody. <laughs> and that's how I got my sexual harassment <laughs> charges. <laughs> yes. He's actually being forced to do this podcast as part of his uh community service. Yeah. So that's why I came back. Yeah. Now y'all know. And with that, I'm gonna leave because <laughs> We Leave reached our limit. <laughs> yeah, on that awkward note. Thank you for listening, everyone. For more content like this, check out cgmegonline.com. My full Batman review, my full Until Dawn review, Brendan's Res review, Phil's accountant review, Cody's... Um, Trails of Cold Steel and WWE2K17 yeah, will be coming up. All live on cgmegonline.com. And I'm sure there's other stuff up there, too. Oh, there's tons of stuff. Not as important as oh, we're, like, there's tons stuff. of There's tons <laughs> of comic joking. reviews up right now. Most of it's, uh, we're going through all the DC Rebirth comics and basing, doing some reviews of the first one. And then we had uh, Batman I Am Gotham just mm -hmm. go up, which is actually the first six. So if you're looking to get into that and seeing if the first trade is worth it, come and find out what Boyd thought. We also did, uh, we're doing TV shows a lot more now too, eh? Yeah. So the Flash we did. We're, uh, I don't like the Flash. Ash versus Evil Dead. I like that one. Yeah, it's a good show. Come by, check it out. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel at CG Mag Online. We are doing first 15s for everything. Everything. It's bananas. Um, and there's also uh, occasionally the reasons to get excited for and all that stuff. Um, and big shout out to Comic Bento for the sponsor don't forget to use the promo code cgmag in all caps for five dollars yep. off a compento subscription also follow us on twitter at cgmag online cody what's your twitter i'm at cody underscore worm i'm kixen chaos k-i-x-x-e-n chaos and of course facebook.com slash comic gaming magazine 
And always come back to CG Mag Online because we might have more contests. We're always giving out DVDs. Come and look. We have a contest tab. See what's going Get that on. Blu ray action going. You know what? It's too late now, but we were giving out Gears of War. Yeah. Code for Gears of War. That's that, that's just what we do. That's what you missed out on. So make sure you check our contest tabs. You probably get smite codes again. <laughs> Actually, we have a Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, blah, blah, first assault, whatever the heck it's called, it's codes. Like, who made that name? Fallout Boy? That's a, yeah, that's a long <laughs> name. Anyway, thank you for listening. We'll Ciao. see you next week. Bye.